0: Amen, brothers and sisters. Amen. Love you. Love you. Amen. That was my favorite song leader right there. Before we uh, continue, my wife's going to say a few words uh, uh, to the group today.
1: Well, I will start off with a confession. Uh I confess I wanted to just get up and leave because saying goodbye to so many of you is actually the hardest thing. And you know, for the last three weeks I can feel myself emotionally detached because it's a little bit easier than saying goodbye. Um, but um, hey Amen, that's my confession for the morning. <laughs> I'm moving. I realized that this morning I went to make my cup of coffee, and my coffee maker is packed. <laughs> so I sat down with a cup of water and wanted to cry, but I relied on the word for my caffeine this morning. Well, I'm really grateful for the worship. Um, I'm grateful for the leadership here in L.A. Uh, with Bruce and Robin. I was a punk little kid when they asked me to be an intern, <laughs> and I think I'm a punk woman now. <laughs> but uh, thank you for the vision <laughs> that you had for me uh, 25 years ago. But I'm thankful for their leadership in keeping LA together. So grateful for, I know the region leaders are not here, but if you see them, give them a big hug. They've been such amazing friends for us. I'm grateful to be here with the staff and the elders, with, uh, of course, our good friends of the Bairds, uh, with the Pelzeris, the Marichis, the Deandas, the Craigs, the Chireses, Ketterings, Angela, all the interns, all the young people out there, fired up for God as interns. Um, the staff meetings have been a, have been so great, and uh, we're really going to miss you and making faces at each other when Marco gives us another assignment to do. <laughs> But uh, uh, nobody does that but Jackie. But uh, (laughs) I'm also thankful for the West Side. West Side! (laughs) I'm sorry. I embarrassed my sons there. And our community group leaders, so grateful for your strength and your friendship. You've been in the battle with us, the Basharas. Uh, the Brays and Priestleys, and Thompsons, Johnsons, the Coopers, Roses, uh, become such great friends and a foundation for us. Uh, we're very, very grateful for them. Uh, but when I think of my 19 years here in L.A., I think of the scripture in John 1.16. It says, from the fullness of his grace, we have all received one blessing after another. And definitely in L.A., I have received a million blessings being here. Um, And many things that I've learned, one of the biggest things that I've learned is that the choices I make today will help my future. After living in Asia for five years, we were asked to move to Los Angeles in 1993. It was after the L.A. riots, and we were asked to leave the Central Region. (laughs) And all I saw in Bangkok were CNN pictures of all the riots and the fires and I thought of my one year old child and thought, how will I do this? I chose to give and I chose to trust God at that time. 1996 brought us to the Inland Empire. It was an amazing time of rebuilding and bearing much fruit. But it was also a time in the desert, driving long distances to get discipling to be with friends, uh, helping our boys build relationships. We would drive for hours so that they would be connected. And thankfully, after many years, they are connected all over L.A., San Diego, Puerto Rico, <laughs> Dallas, Mexico. You name it, they're connected. But we chose to sacrifice, and we chose to trust God during that time. In 2005, we were brought to the West region. And to be quite honest, we were a little fatigued from spiritual battles in the fellowship, but we chose to trust and we chose to give. Both Nick and Chris were baptized here, and our family has grown stronger spiritually as we make the continual choice to trust. And I wanted to thank the West Region and the teen ministry. you know, they sang that song, Anchor for the Soul, and I shared about you last week that you have been the anchors for us in so many ways. With the Deandas, now the chi you have anchored our family during challenging times. Our boys moved to the West region with long hair, trying to hide their faces, not wanting to move and not wanting to be there. But you have opened them up. You have opened up their eyes. You have opened up your arms. They've cut their hair, and they've become Christians. <laughs> Because of you. And um, so grateful for uh, the West and all that you've done in helping us grow spiritually. In the last three years, we've been here in, in central L.A. Coastal. Oh, um, yes, coastal L.A. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a little confused with the geographic region and all that, but... Uh, So, yes, we've been in coastal. I have not forgotten the last three years. And these last three years, I would have to say, my faith has been challenged and stretched. I would like to say that the last three three years have been the most victorious. Um, A lot of my sinful nature has been revealed. And yet, again, I chose to trust God. Because as a disciple, that's what you've got to do. You've just got to trust God no matter how hard it is, no matter what the future looks like, even if things don't seem right, you've just got to trust God. At a lot of fears and times of anxiety, a lot of times spent in prayer to God asking for surrender, I chose to trust. And now God is sending me to Hawaii. That is only from God. (laughs) I am most thankful for the opportunity to strengthen and inspire the church there. It it is an amazing, amazing church. And I would have to say it's such a fit for us. They all look like us.
0: (laughs) They all eat rice. (laughs)
1: Uh, It's amazing. But I would have to say I'm thankful for the opportunity to strengthen and inspire them. I've been given much in L.A. over the last 19 years, and now it's time for me to give back. Because that's what God would want. When you've been given much, much is expected of you. And so I covet your prayers. I ask you, when you have your quiet times, when you read your Bibles and you come across the word island or paradise, (laughs) you throw up a prayer for the church in Hawaii and for your brothers and sisters there, and you pray for the strengthening. Amen.
0: Beautiful. I love being married to that woman. <laughs> Every day is an adventure. You know, at the end of our time... Uh, Uh, we're going to go ahead and participate in communion together. But I know for my wife and I, we have uh, been overwhelmed by the love uh, that we have felt over the last several weeks from uh, the church, uh, especially during this transition. And I do want to thank, I want to thank the Westside family uh, for throwing a great, tremendous going away party last week. Thank you for doing that uh, for us. Thank you to the staff here in Costa LA, for Bruce and Robin, for the elders, uh, for helping us close this chapter in our lives and, and really helping the church close this chapter in our lives to start a new one. And I know we've had regionals the last several weeks, every regional we've like sent people out, so we might be a little apprehensive to come to our next regional and see what's what's gonna happen. But we're grateful. We are grateful for the last 19 years. We're grateful for all, for all the help that we've received in our marriage and in our, our family life, in our ministry. We've learned a lot uh, from uh, the brothers and sisters here. We've learned a lot from the L.A. Church, and we've seen a lot of victories. Uh, personally, we've gone through a lot of challenges, uh, but nothing to the point of shedding our blood. Uh, the challenges have gone to help us start a new chapter, and I really believe, I can honestly say... It's because of our time here in Los Angeles these last uh, several years that God has prepared us and equipped us for our next chapter in life. I really believe that. I believe that for all of us. God is just preparing us in the present state to prepare us for the future. And then eventually we go to heaven. That's a pretty good deal. It's only because of God that we have uh, this opportunity. Absolutely. Uh, When Son and I were approached uh, about five weeks ago about this possibility, it was absolutely a surprise Uh, It was very unexpected, we were very humbled uh, because we felt very unworthy, but we were excited uh, because of God's affirmation. And uh, we were asked to pray and fast about this opportunity, we just asked God, God just show us clarity, give us clarity in what you want us to do, is this our plan for our lives? And with the combination of uh, the recent uh, San Antonio conference on the mountain of the Lord, with all the inspiration, with the messages that were so clear... Either you either stay and pray or you either go. It's either, either, either choice. It's still part of the mission. You stay or pray or you go. And God made it clear. And God is calling us to leave L.A. to be able to give back to what we've seen and heard. Uh, God is calling us to go and preach the gospel and to stretch our faith and to rely on him for this next chapter in our lives. And and that is so true. When we when we make ourselves available as followers of Christ, he's going to stretch our faith. He's going to put us in situations to stretch our faith. He wants to stretch our faith. And to help us to dream, to stir our hearts, to help us understand we're not here forever, but to dream about the possibilities. I want to leave you with one passage here. Look over in Psalm 39. Psalm 39 This is a passage that has helped me, uh, personally, and I believe, can help all of us, just give perspective. If I were just to entitle this communion time together, it's simply this: "You only live once. You only live once. In Psalm 39, this is a psalm of David continuing from the theme of Psalm 38. David's enemies were going after him, but his enemies were subsiding. The attacks were subsiding, and and David seemed to have been suffering from some kind of illness uh, that brought him close to the point of death. And he understood that time was short. He understood emotionally that he had to rely on God. He understood that his days were numbered. And look what he says here, starting in verse 4. He simply says to God, Show me, O Lord, my life's end and the number of my days. Let me know how fleeting is my life. You've made my days a mere handbreadth. The span of my years is as nothing before you. Each man's life is but a breath. Man is a mere phantom. As he goes to and fro, he bustles about, but only in vain. He heaps up wealth, not knowing who will get it. But now, O Lord, What do I look for? My hope is in you. King David understood that life was temporary. He understood that life was short. It was fleeting. That he was here today and he would be gone by tomorrow. And I love how David puts this perspective uh, in his life and consequently helping us as well. I love what he says about how life is a breath. And this is the same word that even King Solomon used in the book of Ecclesiastes that you can read later. But it talks about vanity. It talks about emptiness. It talks about not being satisfied. When we pursue life without God, that's the dead end we're gonna face. Is emptiness. Shallowness. I've heard it's like, it's like what happens after you, you pop a soap bubble. There's nothing. It vanishes. It quickly goes Away. In verse 6, he describes how it's a mere phantom. It's like a show, an empty show, where people are just shadows bustling about, searching for things that's going to make them satisfied. And yet going back and forth, acquiring wealth, acquiring position, yet at the end of it all, there's nothing. There's no satisfaction in it all. Life is swift. Life is short. And for most people, life is futile. In modern vernacular, people are living for the image and not the reality. The reality is Jesus Christ in the life we have now. The reality is living for him. It's not going after the image of thinking that we're okay. Thinking that we're satisfied by the possessions, the goods, the material things, the houses, whatever it may be. Those things are fleeting. Those things are temporary. The only reality that's worth living for is Jesus Christ and laying your life down for him. You know, our oldest son, Nick, taught me in Son a phrase recently that I wasn't aware of that we've adopted in our lives. And apparently it's something that more people are saying. YOLO. Y-O-L-O. YOLO. And I'm trusting it's a good thing. But it simply stands for you only live once. You only live once. Isn't that true? Yeah. It's true. We, we have one life to live for God. That's it. We're not coming back reincarnated like a cat that has nine lives. You and I have one life. To make a difference in this world for God. And we're either going to spend our lifetime and our days dreaming about God, dreaming about his kingdom, or we're not. And God has given all of us limited amount of time to do as much as we can in response to his grace. In response to what he's done for us. And that's why we've got to constantly be reminded about The cross. And the question is, how will we spend our time? How will we spend the life that God has given us? Because we can either waste it or we can give God the glory. And we struggle. We all struggle with life. We struggle here on earth. This is our temporarily, temporary bus stop. We're just here for a short time and then God's gonna take us to heaven. But during our time here on earth, we struggle. We're tempted with sin. We're tempted about a career. We're tempted about a job. We're tempted about making money. We're tempted about our education. We're tempted about our looks. Whatever it may be, we're tempted with worldly things. And we've got to constantly be reminded about what Jesus has done for us. And put everything in perspective. That our life is but a breath. It's a mere mist. When Jesus died for us, And He died for our sins. You know what He said to us? He said, go for it. When Jesus died for us, and He took away our sins, He took away the punishment for our sins, you know what He said to us? He said, guys, I've done it for you. It's finished. Now live your earthly life and go for it. Go for it with complete freedom. I've got your back. I've got you forgiven. I'm going to be with you. Live your life on earth with such freedom and passion and vision of how I want to use your life here on earth. Step out on faith. Take some risk. Live adventurously. Don't hold back. Don't let sin rob your joy. Go for it. Live completely for me. That's what Jesus is saying when he died for us on the cross. He took all those things away so we could live not ensnared and trapped and mastered by sin. But He died for us so that we could live with freedom and hope and vision of what our future will be. While we're here on earth as well as going to heaven. No one feels sorry for us going to Hawaii. You know, it's not like when we went to the Philippines and people were like, oh, oh, oh gosh, are you going to be okay? Are you going to, like, live? <laughs> or some of the other churches you're involved with, with, with Vietnam or Cambodia or just challenging areas. It's definitely not the same. And we tell them and they, like, laugh at us. <laughs> you're going, where? Hawaii? Really? People need to be safe out there? Really? <laughs> you know, anytime you're asked to move, a move is a move. It's never convenient. We had kind of our own timetable. You know, maybe when Chris is done with high school, and then maybe we'll go. And we all have our timetables. Because we all settle down and, you know, we get settled and then... You know, to to ruffle those feathers again or stir it up. A move is a move. It's never convenient to move. There will always be sacrifices. There will always be adjustments. There will always be challenges. There will always be change. And, and guys, this is part of God's spiritual life cycle for all of us. We're not going to be here forever. And so we have to get good and strong and spiritual when transition happens. And we always go back to God, who's our father in heaven. And our dad will help sort it all out for us. He'll stabilize everything for us. Because God is the leader of his great church. And, um, you know, YOLO. Got to keep that attitude. You only live once. Just keep that attitude. Go for it. Don't hold back. Don't just, just YOLO it. And even as we're packing, you know, we're moving, we're sorting things out, and I'm going, wow, son, how did we, where did we get these things? <laughs> I mean, did, did did you give this to me? Did I give it to you? Did someone, where, and we're just sorting things out. We've made several trips to Goodwill already. We've just, it's like, wow, wow. There's part of it just, I don't want to take anything. <laughs> where did we get all this stuff? You know, maybe, maybe we need to do that. Maybe you just need to go home this week, even if you're not moving. Just clear it out. Just just clear it out. Just, just think about, it. okay, we're going. We're going. Just clear it out. I feel like we're getting a spiritual haircut. But every move always brings us back to discipleship. Why are we doing what we're doing? And guys, we're not... And you know, we're not going to Hawaii because it's Hawaii. We know that what God has waiting for all of us is far greater than any kind of tropical, lush, perfect weather environment. I mean, it's... <laughs> we all know that. We all know that. But every move. Every move you make, whether it be going to another school, whether it be going to another neighborhood, whether it be even changing jobs, it always brings you back to discipleship. And why are you doing what you're doing? Who are you following? Who is your life committed to? It always is brought back to Christ. He is our our polarizing mediator. He is our spiritual compass. He will keep us on track. It's Jesus Christ who does this for us. One of the things that I'm most excited about, about this move to Hawaii, is for my entire family to go on a mission together. That is what I'm most excited about. It's always been a dream of mine to go on a mission with my family, with my two boys, all of us being disciples, and then going on a mission together somewhere. And I'm very thankful that we have this opportunity. I look at it as a -a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. And I'm going to take full advantage of it now while we can to go on a mission together. Uh, I'm also thankful that not only will will our oldest son, Nick, and Chris go, but my mom and dad are going to be able to come with us too who have been disciples for many, many years. And the plan is for my mom and dad and, and Nick to come a little bit later this year. And uh, all of us, we all have our costs. We all have our sacrifices. God is stretching all of our faith. And I'm proud of, proud of our youngest son, Chris. He'll be a junior in high school this next year. But he's leaving a very strong teen ministry here in Los Angeles. Leaving a very, very strong teen ministry in order to help another one. And I believe that God will bless his faith because of that. And I just, I just want to be with my family. I just want to be with my family. And to uh, have this opportunity to actually go on a mission together. I'm going to cherish these days. Be able to work with my family to do the mission for the Lord. The Galangs are all in. We're all in. Uh, we're all in. We're not... This is it. We're, we're, we're all in to this next chapter in our lives. I mean, can you imagine... If all of our families or household decided to take a one-year challenge somewhere. To serve on some mission together. Or, maybe you don't even think about a year. Maybe you think about a two-week vacation. A two-week challenge. At some point, where your family or your household goes somewhere to serve and strengthen a church somewhere. How exciting would that be? I know the college students are doing it. The new grads are doing it. This one-year challenge. But what about the singles? What about the families? What about... That covers just about everyone. (laughs) But, But dream about it. Think about it. Make yourself available to God. Ask God. God, YOLO. I know I'm, you know, what do you want me to do? What could happen? Think of the excitement in coastal L.A. Because we have lots of missionaries here. Think of the renewed visions. Think of the joy. Think of the faith that God will refresh and renew. If we challenge ourselves to go. Are you all in for Jesus? Are you all in? Are you all in when it comes to following Him? Maybe your next step is simply becoming a Christian. Are you all in? As we take communion, you know what God wants from us? He wants all to be in. He wants us to participate in remembering His body, His blood, all in. Not half-hearted, not apprehensive, not holding back. When we participate and remember His body and blood, we are proclaiming, God, we're all in. We are all in to being committed to You. Are you all in at following Christ? Are you all in to getting discipling to be more like Jesus? Are you all in in seeking and saving the lost? Are you all in in taking more responsibility in church? With Coastal LA sending out three couples in the last few months, more and more of us are being called to take more responsibilities. Take the baton. Become family group leaders. Become more disciples. All these things to take more responsibility. To the glory of God. Are you all in? As we take communion this morning. Let's remember Christ and his sacrifice for our lives. Remember that he's given all of us. One life to live. How will you approach it? How will you use it? How will you offer it to God? Let's go to God with the spiritual attitude of YOLO. And give him. The glory, Amen brothers and sisters let's pray together as we pray for our communion God thank you so very much for the opportunity to think about you to dream for you to dream about you and to thank you for our lives we are indebted to you more than our words can express on how many times you have pulled us out of the fire. And how many times you've sent angels into our life to spare us harm. How many times you've given us opportunities to try again. And it's all because of Jesus. It's all because of the life and sacrifice he has demonstrated to us that we could even have an opportunity to live a life of freedom. To live a life of hope, purpose, and realize that we're here to do all we can in response to your grace. God, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts that we can remember you and lift Jesus' name up. And it's in his name we pray. Amen.